We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2023. Farmers, insurance, open picks, research, early preview, guess the odds, everything that you need to know to get yourself ready for this week's tournament. Obviously, since you're here, smash the like button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, leave a rating and review on the audio podcast, and sub to it as well, since you're feeling generous. And I'm going to do my walkthrough today using FantasyNational.com. If you want a discount at FantasyNational.com, just go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Get yourself 20% off any of the membership levels. You can do your own walkthrough, use the model, the mixed condition model, the simulations. You can use the ownership projections for DFS later on in the week. It's all there for you, FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Additionally, the Listener's League, I do not have it as of yet, becoming a theme here on Sundays, uh, trying to rattle the cages of DraftKings to get that link earlier. I will, I mean, I don't want to say I'm going to for sure have it for Monday's show with Jeff, but 
I should most definitely have it for then. If I get it earlier, I'll update the video version if it's not already in there now. Ditto with the podcast. I can't update that, but if I do get it in time, I will put it in there. You can find that down in the comment section and description at the moment. In that comment section, give me your non-ROM winner of Tory Pines this year because it's just going bananas right now with how good ROM is. Obviously, I don't know what has happened at the American Express. As of right now, it's midway through the third round. Davis Thompson can just keep making eagles i suppose to try to keep pace with rom at this point maybe rom should go into the death bunker put some off the rocks on 17 give someone a chance to compete with him because at the moment when he's hitting it so close and making every putt it's gonna be tough to beat john rom we saw that tournament champions we're seeing it again this week and now that we talk about tory pines this is a place where john rom has experienced a lot of success in his career. Some quick info for you before we get started. I just want to go through this. This tournament starts on Wednesday. Don't forget that. They don't want to go head-to-head with football on Sunday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for this tournament. So one fewer day of prep than you're normally going to have. The DraftKings show this week is going to come out on Tuesday instead of Wednesday to get you prepared for the week. It is a 156-man field, so a full field. Cut is after 36 holes. However, every player in the field will rotate between the two courses right away. Everyone's going to play the south course. Everyone's going to play the north course. Not necessarily in that order. It could be inverted in that way. But the cut will happen after each of them play the two courses, then both of the final rounds, third and fourth round, are going to happen at the South Course, the one where they hold the U.S. Open, the one that we're plenty familiar with, and primarily the harder course of the bunch. It's over 550 yards longer than the North Course. It's Poana Greens at the South Course. It is Bentgrass at the North Course. When you are playing DraftKings Showdown, stack the North Course. That's where all the low scores primarily end up coming from. So go, let's take a flyover. Like I said, you're probably plenty familiar with what is going on at Torrey Pines Golf Course. But yeah, shout out to our friends at the PGA Tour for this fun choppy flyover for us. But here we are. Torrey Pines South, uh, three rounds are going to be here. 7,765 yards, Poana Greens. There is shot tracker at this course. There is not at the North course. None of the par threes average a score under par. They're very difficult. Six of the par fours fall between 430 and 470 yards. All four of the par fives are more than 560 yards. And the four par fives were the four easiest holes on the course last year. You have to score on your par fives or else you're going to be proper fucked, as they say from Snatch. Uh, showdown streaks potential for the South course. Holes 8, 9, and 10 are amongst the seven easiest on the course, whereas hole number one was the sixth toughest last year. So there'd be a minor lean to starting on hole number one if you were stacking up the South course in Showdown, which I guess for like round three and round four, you would want to know, which they're going to be starting on number one anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. You don't want to stack this for Showdown purposes the first two days. You want to stack the North course, par 72, 7,258 yards, bent grass, all four of the par threes are more than 200 yards. So a lot of the yardage is sucked up in those par threes because all five of the par fives are under 560 yards. So over 560 at the South course, under 560, all of them at the North course. The four par fives, again, the four easiest holes on the course, a birdie rate over 40%. And two of them had an eagle rate of over 4% and a bogey rate under 4%. So you got to make your bones there on the North course. And for showdown, you probably want to start on the front. This time around on the North, holes 2, 3, and 18 were amongst the three toughest last year. So starting on hole 1 is likely going to be your better bet. For key stats that we're looking at, 
this week. Uh, obviously, approach is always important. I'm going to run two models, like the in-depth model that I used for the U.S. Open. And I have a very rudimentary one based on everything that I really wanted to see from a lot of the players just simplified. Like, what exactly do I want them to do? I want them to hit the ball long. Driving distance is very important at Torrey Pines. Proximity from 200-plus yards, very important between the two courses, really, because you have those par threes that are all over 200 yards. Strokes gained around the green. This is a hard course. So even strokes gained on difficult courses, a filter you can use on fantasynational.com, most definitely going to be there. And then par fours, 450 to 500, uh, as sort of a minor tweak there. Like, I think that hitting fairways is still very important. You don't want to get your club caught in the first instance of the year of Kakuya grass. Always got to watch out for that pesky, sticky Kakuya grass. We'll hear more about that at Riviera in a few weeks when they say it 8,000 times per broadcast. But that's where we're heading for the courses this time around again. Torrey Pine South traditionally plays as one of the more difficult tracks on the PGA Tour year in, year out. So that's just what we're going to have to roll with. That's why strokes gained around the green. Listen, a hot putter can save you a lot at this course. We saw that when Patrick Reed won a few years ago. However... If you miss the green, and they're not huge greens. The greens are smaller. They're around 5,000 square feet at the south course, 6,000 at the north course. So, I mean, they're not huge. They're not, like, tiny, like let's say Pebble Beach, but you're going to be missing. You're not going to be hitting a ton of greens and regulation here. If you can't get it up and down, you're screwed. That has to be a part of your game. So who are bombers with good long irons and can chip? Besides Kirshner's guy, Windy C, who I tend to use every single year at this, he actually plays like decently well. Not great by any means because he's Wyndham Clark and he's just not that good. But that is mainly what we're talking about when we're thinking about the skill stats that we want this week. So I'm going to head on over to fantasynational.com right now and talk you through a little bit of the history of this tournament and what we really do want to look for. Last year, Luke List ended up beating Will Zalatoris in a playoff. Uh, and the highlight really was his 66 on Sunday. It was the best round of the weekend. He was five back as Zalatoris starting the day. Will Z just kept hitting greens and regulation, two putting, and he shot one under in the final round. And he had his opportunities to win. Just Luke List had basically the day of his life. And when we dig into Luke List just a little bit, I do want to show you this. And something that when as it pertains to around the green, like when you go with search like long-term Luke List around the green right now, he's kind of brutal. Like he's been really good lately, which is something that I want to see. But over the course after the win, he really struggled. But here's the thing. Check him out leading into the farmers around the green. This was always peak Luke list of what we wanted to see, why I thought that he could win at the at a tournament like this, where, I mean, he gained 3.7 strokes putting. That's huge in three rounds at the south course. Once again, all of the stats are from the south course. It's the only one with shot length. Like, the driving's always going to be there. He's a fantastic off the tee. The approach can be hit or miss. He was heating up at the time. But is this chipping? He's very good. He was in top. He was inside the top 10 of all players in around the green coming into it. Then he went through his struggles. And we saw this earlier from him, too, in his career, where he was really good for a while and just piling up all these high numbers around the green. And then he started hitting the struggle bus a little bit. And that's when his game went to crap. I think he lost his torque card for a while. Then he ends up coming back and making this move in, you know, that inevitably caps off with a win at the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. But now he's starting to do that a little bit more recently, just gaining tee to green everywhere the putting is becoming less of a problem at least it was at the century we'll see how the stats shake out from the amex but again we're only going to get the stadium course numbers from there so that's not really telling us all that much but i did want to point out that the around the green game was trending back upwards 
for Luke List in this moment. Uh, the year before that, 2021, it was Patrick Reed. He's on live, so obviously he's not in the field. He won by a bunch, minus 14. He was the only guy to reach double digits under par that year. He was just electric. That was the year that everyone thought he was cheating when he found his ball, like digging in whatever it was in the rough. Still, he just he made every single putt, got it down from up and down from like 60 yards out. There's a lot of that going on this week too. Don't, don't be uh, afraid of that. He shot a 64 on Thursday. He was the co-leader after round one. The year before, another live guy ended up winning. Maybe uh, maybe it's just, just spelling John Rom, who does have a win here. Obviously, he won the U.S. Open in 2021, and he won in 2017, his first time ever at the course. Uh, but it was Mark Leishman at minus 15 when he couldn't hit a fairway to save his life, but he was so far he was missing the fairway by so much, he was hitting it over the rough into like the trampled down rough area where the spectators were and was just fine the entire way. It was quite the strategy for old Mark Leishman. Justin Rose won in 2019 at minus 21, opened with a 63 on Thursday and shot all four rounds in the 60s. It's a pretty impressive day. Rose having a nice turn so far at the American Express right now, too. You can see he has three top tens and four starts the past five years at Torrey Pines. And then Jason Day won the three-way playoff with Alex Norton and Ryan Palmer, the, the dreaded... Oh, no, the, was it that one? No, that's when it's... So, I forget. Norton was paired with J.B. Holmes that year. That's what it was, because Holmes ended up coming fourth, and the round just took forever. This was a Monday finish. Uh, he also won in 2015. That was a four-way playoff against Harris English, J.B. Holmes, and Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings, a guy who was also won at this course in the past, and he was eight back after Thursday, rebounded um, with a second round, 64, after opening with the 73. So that's just a little bit of history of what's happened the past five years. When you look total amongst players in this field right now, John Rahm has been the best player at this course. Not a big step considering his worst finish in six career starts is a t29 that's not including his u.s open win at this course in 2021 so a third seventh second fifth and a win at a major at tory pines he's gonna be a very heavy favorite this week after that ryan palmer justin rose finau and jason day are your tops over the past five years and day and rose both playing a lot better golf at the moment and even going down a little bit further it's funny all the rumors forever was Alexander. it's his hometown course can't play well here and uh, in 2021 he was second at this tournament he was seventh at the u.s open so i'm not too worried about that love will z this course two top tens the past two years for him and there's two ways that you can really go about doing well at this course like you can be a bomber that's the path of least resistance uh when you're really digging into everything however you can be a good player off the tee, a shorter player, but still very good with long irons. We used to see like Molinari play really well at this course over the years. Johnny uh, was another one who just had like a really weird course history uh, when it came down to Torrey Pine. So that's something just to keep an eye on if you want to take an out of the box type player for the week and like when it pertains to like your DraftKings lineups or something like that like last year seven players scored more than 100 DraftKings points and five of them were priced $7,600 or cheaper two years ago eight players scored 90 plus DraftKings points uh, and six of those eight were over 8,000 so it kind of goes either way every single year based
basically like two high-end guys, four low-end guys, is likely the best way you want to go about it. At least that's what it was last year. In 2020, each of the top five DraftKings scores were $8,300 and above. In 2009, three of the top five in DK pricing finished top six in DraftKings points. So maybe last year was more of the outlier when it came down to the actual DraftKings scoring on the slate. So I just wanted to make note of that uh, before we get into the field. And the field is really good this week. Um, and we don't get Cantlay. We don't get our guy, Tom Kim. But we do get JT, Rom, Xander, Zalatoris, Morikawa. Who else do we got here? We got, oh, Tony Finau, someone who's experienced a great deal of success at this course. Homa, Sungjae, Hideki Matsuyama. And then you're into your D-Tree, Cam Davis, Rogers, Kurt Ketayama, who I think is a great fit for this course. Someone like Dean Burmeester, who I think is an excellent fit for this course. Ditto for Taylor Montgomery as we go through everyone. So it's uh it's gonna be wide open so you, you're gonna have to find your sleepers like it's gonna be a mix and match at the top like 90 percent of people are gonna use rom which act, probably actually makes sense at this point with the way that he's playing right now and the history that he's had at this course we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's dig into the stats just a little bit. I told you about the different modeling that I wanted to do for this course. So let's go to Tory Pines. I have Tory Pines Simple and Tory Pines Overall. So we'll start with Tory Pines Overall. You can see there's a lot of shit going down right now. And these greens are really weird. I'll talk about the greens in general um, per average, but they're just very wonky at the South Course. Uh, it really seems like either you're really good on them or you're really bad on them. And it really makes no difference whether you're a good putter or not. Like JB Holmes has experienced a ton of success on these greens. Why? No idea. No idea why he's so good on these ones. And we've seen it at Riviera too. Maybe it's a California POA type thing where JB Holmes excels. Uh, I can't really tell you why. Will Gordon is another one in six rounds. He's gaining over a stroke per round on the greens. That's like unheard of. There's a few guys in this field. Uh, we'll jump into it a little bit later on, but Montgomery has been the best in three rounds, getting almost two strokes per round on the greens at Torrey Pine South. So in terms of the more in-depth model, ball striking around the green, par five, 15, 15, 10, driving distance weighted at 20%, 450 to 500 yards. As mentioned, the key par four range, 10%, par threes, 225, 5%. I threw birdies are better gained in at 0% just so I could see it. Not too worried about gaining a bunch of birdies on the field. Obviously, you're going to have to make birdies along the way. Best off just not giving up big numbers. Uh, and you do want to score on your par fives. That's where you're going to do most of your damage here. Putting, 5%, proximity 200 plus, 5%, par fours, 5%, strokes gained approach at 10%. A lot, and this hasn't been a great model for me over the years but i'll show you the rudimentary version of it which i actually like a little bit better uh, um, and this is over the past 50 rounds uh, it's going to be rom it's going to be fina but we're going to see if we can find any of our sleepers coming into the week i liked i mean i don't even think burmeester is going to be a sleeper once we get down to it but uh, wyndham clark tends to play really well here. i would have said taylor montgomery but everyone's gonna be on taylor montgomery so past 50 rounds your best players are thomas finau homa Shoffley and Rom top five. Then Zalatoris, M. Kitayama, Callum Terran, Wyndham Clark, Cameron Davis. Because we've overweighted a lot of the skills that these guys are really good at, including proximity from beyond 200 yards. And we take a look at around the green. These guys are no sludges. They're not the best out there, but they're also just quite good. They're above field average and quite above field average. After that, long term, you have Pendrith, Smalley, Grio, a short hitter, short-ish hitter, should I say, um, by and large, he's actually up to 56th over the past 50 rounds in this field. So he's actually getting better uh, with the driving to increase that a little bit. Ben Griffin continues to pop here. But if you take a look at him, where's his around the green? All right, his around the green is okay. Then you get into this next range of guys like Pendrith, Steele, Rogers, Mullinix, all bad around the greens. I remember Rogers had a really good run here. I forget when it was. That's why we have Fantasy National, so we can go take a look at this. Having a bad go of it at Amex right now, it was 2020 is what I remember, and he just dominated on the greens that year. Lost 2.3 strokes on approach in three rounds at the south and gained almost six strokes putting. Like, okay, that that's fun news. And he was in contention for first-round leader at the U.S. Open at Torrey, ended up coming 31st uh, 
that year. So, and he gained 6.2 strokes on the green. So maybe he's just one of those guys that has these greens figured out where others can just really struggle with them to no end. See Davis Thompson, who's having a good week right now at the American Express. Uh, he rates out number 28. Burmeester, number 27. The Gala is up there as well. Uh, Davis Riley is another one at number 25. Now that he has his sea legs underneath him, Day rates out at number 20. And you know that Day is going to be a popular play this week. Liston Will Gordon right there as well along with Mad McNeely, uh, Keegan Bradley uh, up there too, after he screwed everyone at the Sony, has been a course where I feel like this has been a good Keegan Bradley course over the years. Uh, he's someone who hits it pretty far, pretty accurately, and you know he can get super hot with his irons. Let's see how he's played at the Farmers. Yeah, 65th, 16th, 35th, 5th, 4th. So good, some decent runs over the years by our guy, Keegan Bradley, at Torrey Pines. Well, at least at the Farmers Insurance Open. Pretty decent runs uh, as a part of all of that. So let's shrink this down to past 24 rounds and see if this tells us a little bit different. Again, we saw Burmeester, Will Gordon stick out as sort of back-end players that we like this week along with Wyndham Clark. So far, they're my three favorites. And I know that I'm not going to be alone because I know a lot of people are going to be looking at similar things as me and projections are going to tell you a lot of this stuff as well. So we shrink down the sample size. Finau, Xander, Rom, Zalatoris, Ben Griffin, now fifth. Okay, Ben Griffin. I don't see it, but here we are. Ben Griffin had a super long course. Mullinex gets a huge boost up, but I do worry about this primary around the green number. Terrible putting, terrible long irons, terrible fairways, and very good at around the green. I mean, his driving distance is obviously helping him. Cam Davis has never missed a cut here. Never really had a good performance mind you, but never really had a great run. Callum Tarrant continues to be up there. Kurt Kitayama, Patrick Rogers. Okay, so maybe Rogers were buying into something here. Day, Wyndham Clark, Ben Taylor gets a little bit of a boost after he screwed everyone at the American Express. There's Hayden Buckley coming off his second place finish. There's Will Gordon again. Eric Barnes, another one. Burmeester, Davis Thompson, Dietrich, Luke List continues to linger around. He's loved Nick Hardy and JJ Spawn up here. Tyson Alexander is really interesting to me. Uh, he had that great run in Houston. <sighs> Came second at the Houston Open, which is a really hard course. Like, you don't see, you see Finau wins at 1600. It's a four-shot victory over Ben Taylor and Tyson Alexander, Smalley and Mullinix, Norin. Aaron Rye is someone who actually had a pretty decent run at Torrey Pines. I believe it was a year ago. That's when the story came out about his individual head covers on each of his irons. And, you know, we see Rye pop from time to time. Yeah, he was six at the Farmers a year ago. So I don't know if there's a necessary correlation between Houston, but I know that they're like minus 12 could be a winning score this week. So guys that play harder courses pretty well. You have the Bram wagon up there. I remember everyone loved him here one year. Gary Woodland, Justin Rose, Scheffler, Keith Mitchell, Yagabombs. We're seeing him there. Wyndham Clark, Ben Griffin, Jason Day, another one, the Gala. There's Callum Taron in at 26. So guys that play harder courses as well we can take a look at that in a little bit as well when just guys that perform well on hard courses obviously not everyone played in that tournament but that's what i want to go with here here's the other model so i'm going to edit the custom model and take you just through the very rudimentary one what i talked about off the top the very simple things that i want to look at at tory pines what's the type of player that i want to target Driving distance, 30%. Fairways, 10%. So three times as much weight on distance over fairways. But I do want to penalize you if you don't hit a ton of fairways. I want that to be reflected in the model. Proximity from 200 plus, 25%. Proximity 175 to 200, 10%. I think the long irons are more here. And around the green, 
25%. Now you could throw in like 75 to 100 yards or 50 to 125, whatever that range is from guys who miss the fairway and have to kind of yank it out a little bit or don't get to the par fives and two. Completely understand that. But these are the, the really the main things that I want to target this week. So we're going to load this one in over the past 24 rounds and see what actually pops up for us and hopefully we can find some more guys and it's probably going to be Wyndham Clark Burmeester Patrick Rogers although Rogers probably gets dinged a little bit more based on his short term around the green type stuff let's see here top 10 Cam Davis Burmeester Homa Kitayama liking Kitayama Wyndham Clark John Rahm Eric Barnes so Eric Barnes all right good around the greens good on long approaches ton of driving distance all right so Eric Barnes there's another one Davis Thompson Xander Kazire, having a good go with the American Express. Montgomery, Dietrich, Bramlett, Zalatoris, Callum Terran, Ben Griffin, Thomas, Benny Ahn, Sungjae List, JJ Spawn, Will Gordon, Rogers, Laird, Tony Finau. Feel like Laird actually had really good run at this tournament over the years. And you just never know when he's going to pop up because it's stupid Martin Laird. Let's see, 46 miscut, 55th, 46 miscut. He had an eighth anthem. It was a while ago. I've been doing this a while. Some of the things that I think are in the recent past are not so much in the recent past. In fact, they happened seven and eight years ago. So, yeah. I remember I was all in on him here one year. He was just a fucking disaster. <laughs> happens to the best of us when you start pushing. Now, you see there's Tyson Alexander, so he pops up. Probably give him an, a harder look around here. You can see very good around the greens. Decently good from 200 plus, uh, bad from 175 to 200, doesn't hit a bunch of fairways. That's not a disqualifier by any means. Uh, Smalley and Jagger, the two guys who popped at those other courses. MJ Duffy, who's had a good run at the U.S. Open. Uh, Sung, you'll know. Harry Ari O from England, a fake Bryson. He's out there, bad on these uh, 175 to 200. Where, where was Luke List on this? How low was Luke List? Luke List, 20th. Okay, so he was actually quite good. So it's kind of the same thing. Good from 200 yards. The around the green is on the upswing at the moment. If we shrunk this down to past 12 rounds, I bet you Luke List vaults from 20th to two inside the top 10. Can't hurt to take a gander, right? Of guys who are coming in with good form. And obviously, we're only going to get maximum two rounds of data on most of the strokes gain numbers from the American Express because two of the courses don't have shot link because we, why would they? Why would anyone invest any time into that? Short-term, Burmeester, Gordon Clark, Dietrich, Smalley, top five. Uh, list moved from 20th to 16th. Oh my God, Grayson Murray's playing? Hide your wife. Actually, hide your kids. Grayson Murray on the prowl. Kurt Kitayama continues to be at the... I think I'm looking at Homa as a bet here. I mean, he's obviously won at Riviera in the past. That's good news. Plays the California courses pretty well. Uh, he's played this course pretty well uh, in spurts in his career. So when we take a look at Max Homa and what he has done, obviously Poa, his preferred putting surface. That's always a, you know, a good thing to have in the, in the back of your mind here. He's missed the cut the last two times that he's played here. But he was, what, 18th? Yeah, 18th the year of the U.S. Open before he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He was ninth the year before that. I did find some winning trends to look at of just, you know, different different things to just not necessarily tie your hat to, but just different trends that we can find amongst some of the winners. So four of the five past terms have seen strong iron play correlated to success. Uh, we have seen all top 10 finishers gained in proximity from 200 plus a year ago. So let's see who those players would be. Burmeister, Woodland, Two Gloves, Tommy Ganey, Grayson, Kazire. Um, what's Zheng Jian Du's? What's his American name? 
That's killing me. Marty Dew. Sungjae, Neesmith, Svensson, and Kiati Nakajami. Uh, actually, Matty Schmidt is making a decent run here at American Express, holding his own. Davis Thompson, Xander, Tyson Alexander, another one. Alex Smalley, Luke Liss, MJ Duffy, all different guys that are up there right now. Justin Sue, more on him when we get to the putting. He's putted very well in his career at this course. In 2021, seven of the top nine finishers gained in proximity from 200 yards plus. So maybe it's not just to look at who's the best, is who actually gains. That's something we can take a look at, too. So, you know, you see half the field is basically gaining. There's a lot of guys who lose, too. Like, Rom's not the best from 200-plus, but he does gain on the field. So that's not a disqualifier for him. If we were looking for guys to disqualify, I mean, I don't know about Jimmy Holmes, maybe he makes every putt. Finau, in the very, very short term, has been bad. So was Callum Terran. Uh, we probably want to look at that in a longer term per average of where they're doing it and try to weight the fields that they're against as well. In 2019, Justin Rose won and was second best in the field from 200-plus, and all top 11 finishers gained from 200 plus in 2018 if you're bad from this range you're gonna have a bad time at the farmers insurance open both on the par fives and the par threes and even some of the longer par fours. so that's where i'm looking at right now um for just i mean burmeester just continues to stand out here hopefully missing a bunch of fairways isn't like a huge disqualifier for him so let's see i like homa i like the burmista mista lady windy c what else? Smalley? I mean, Smalley's odds are going to be depressed after the past few weeks, and I don't know if we really want to get on him. Kitayama is another name that continues to come out. Tyson Alexander is another decent look. I would get back on list depending on what the numbers were, to be perfectly honest with you. Why not, Luke List? Why not Davis Thompson? I mean, these guys absolutely mash the ball. If we're looking, I want to do I do want to take a longer view. Let's go past 36 rounds and we take a look at driving distance. Just to get a bigger sample. You can even go past 100 rounds as it pertains to driving distance, but it's something that I think that we should account for when it comes down to it, guys that are long enough. And if you do want to take the short hitters, like I mentioned, you want to see if they hit a lot of fairways and they gain strokes off the tee. So that'd be just another thing to look at uh, in that regard. So your best players in the field, Burmeester, number one, Clark, Champ, Rom, Pendrith. Top five in driving distance over the past 36 rounds. Mullenix, Davis, Johnny Vegas, Bramwagon, and Will Gordon inside the top 10. Then you got Taron, List, Kitayama, Will Zalatoris, MJ Duffy, Brandon Matthews. I'm shocked he's not like negative five because the guy absolutely mashes it off the tee. Davis Thompson, Chapel, and Grayson Murray. Kyle Westmoreland, Charlie Hoffman, Tony Finau, Nick Hattie, Ryan Brem, Justin Thomas, Patrick Rogers, uh, Tway, the Gribbler. He's an alternate right now. Higo, Hall, Woodland, Montgomery, McNeely, Fowler, shockingly up there as well. Did not expect to see him there. There's another guy, Eric Barnes. I'm going to write down Eric with a K. Uh, is my guy Eric Cole playing this week? Cole's hole? Oh, yeah. There's Eric Cole. This does not look like a good course for Eric Cole. I'm not going to lie to you. Sony and the Amex. Maybe we can fire him back up at, like, the, the Honda Classic or or the Heritage next time we want to see some Eric Cole in our lives. But Will Gordon is looking like an especially good play. Don't think that's going to be a surprise based on how he's performed so far and even throughout the swing season. Will Gordon's been pretty decent. Uh, let's see. And Poa gains on Poa. A lot of it at this course in particular. We go back and look at it. It's like, can he hit his approaches? Well, I guess we're going to find out. But around the green, he's been good. Off the tee, he has money every single week. Can he make a few putts? 
That's what we're worried about with Will the Thrill. Gordon, uh, let's see, he's not, he's you know, right at field average past 36 rounds from 200 plus. So that's not the end of the world as long as he, let's see if he's gaining or not. Will Gordon, yeah, he's slightly gaining. Same as Callum Terran, slightly gaining from that range. Ditto with Zalat, I mean, Zalatoris is gaining a bunch. He's actually one of the, the better players from there. Let's see who the best are on average gained from that range over the past 36. Xander, Woodland, M, Dietrich, Steele. I just worry about Steele's inability to chip anywhere. Oh, there's Justin Sue. Justin Sue. Let's rate him down. Oh, I got a bunch of losers to waste money on this week. This is going to be fun. Oh, Trevor Cohn. David Cohn's son, maybe? Poor Morikawa. I just worry that he can't chip his way. I just, I don't know what to make of Morikawa at this point. I don't know if this is going to rattle him based on what happened at TOC or if he just comes back because he was playing really well at the U.S. Open when it was at Torrey Pines and one hole really sunk him on the back nine. He did end up coming fourth. It's pretty good. And we know that his irons are just magic for this place. But can he chip in? Yeah, at the U.S. Open, he did chip enough. He gained 2.4 strokes. And we're back in California. Dude loves California. This we know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, who am I Who am I kidding here? Of course I'm going to end up betting Morikawa, especially if the number's in the 20s. Why wouldn't I? He's going to win more than that, right? He's, he's got to win more than that. He's just too talented. Although Rom's going to be, like, even money to win this event, which is just silliness, but it's, it's kind of funny at the same time. All right, what else do we need to look into here? Oh, yes, yeah, so let's go back to regular strokes gained. And we're going to take a look at who performs well on the harder courses. We'll sort by past 24 rounds. When it comes down to it, and down the left-hand side of Fantasy National, I just want to look at scoring relative to par difficult. Now, you are going to get the freebie. Hopefully, you have to take advantage of it at the North Course. But everyone, let's call that a push. How are people going to perform in the three rounds at the South Course? That's what I care about. So, strokes gain total on difficult courses. Here we are. Difficult courses tend to neutralize some of the bad putters as well, because two-putting for par is very important, where... In a birdie fest, you're going to need to make a lot of one putts, which you know, someone like Will Zalatoris does not do all that often. So Zalatoris, Thomas, Finau, Keegan, Sungjae. Those are your top five in strokes gained total at difficult courses relative to par over the past 24 rounds. Homa, Hideki, Ben Griffin, Trevor Cohn. Jesus Christ, Trevor Cohn. Okay, Trevor Cohn. You're, you're making the, the short list of losers that Pat might throw on at $6,000 on DraftKings. We'll see. Uh, Morikawa, Steele, Hadwin. I don't like Hadwin here. Rom, Shank. Oh. It's going to be tough to click on Shank's name after this week. Trust me. Long, Xander, Wyndham Clark, Smalley, Taylor, Tyson Alexander, Brent, the tent. Grant, no idea who that is. Robert Streb, Han, there we are. Callum Taron, another one. Okay, Eckroat, maybe he'll have a nice rebound week. That's only a nine weighted rounds, though. Same as Tyson Alexander, only seven weighted rounds. But obviously he played really well in Houston, so that's going to go a long way. So that's what we're looking at as it pertains to difficult courses out there at the moment. And now I want to take a look, and we'll switch off of that. And we're just going to look at Torrey Pines South, and we're going to look at putting. See the guys that have putted well at this course. And look, obviously putting is quite variant. Obviously, we know that. But the, I do believe that at this course in particular, there's something about these greens that you either have a feel for or you don't. So we're going to take a look at the past 12 rounds on Torrey Pines South and look at all the players who are just doing well. Uh, that should be easy enough. We're going to look at average, and we're going to see if anyone is gaining more than a stroke. I mean, I told you about Taylor Montgomery. I actually already know the answer to this one because I've already put it in my column. 
but uh, Taylor Montgomery is going to be the best once this loads at, I believe it's 1.8 strokes gained per round. That's only in three rounds, but there's obviously something there for him. All right, here we are. Taylor Montgomery in three rounds, 1.8 strokes putting. It's pretty good. On the south course, if you do that all week, he's most definitely going to win, probably. Who else do we got here? Michael Kim, Rory Sabatini, Justin Su. Four rounds, 1.3 strokes putting per round. Will Gordon in six rounds, over a stroke gain per round. There's JB Holmes, stroke gain per round on the greens in 12 full rounds of the past 12. Like, that's insane. Justin Thomas putts really well here. Jason Day putts really well here. That's in 12 rounds, gaining almost a stroke. Gim, Ben Taylor, Dylon, woo! Aaron Rye, another one. That's only in three rounds. It's all from last year. Rom, no shocker there. Pendrith and Shoffley. Shoffley's 12 rounds. Pendrith is three rounds. Spawn putts really well here. The Gala and Morikawa. Now, this does not include the U.S. Open, by the way. This just includes, and we... We can go back and we can throw that in if we want, but I want to see, I don't think that the USGA greens are necessarily comparable to what we've seen here. There's Johnny, uh, putts really well at this course. Andrew Novak screwed everyone this week. Seems to putt really well at this course. Who else do we have here? There's Wind DC, Wyndham Clark, Woodland putts well, Jagger putts well, Rose putts well, Palmer putts well. No big surprises when it comes down to it, but these are the things that I want to see if we could squeak out an edge on. Uh, even Zalatoris gains a little bit on the greens here. Not too much. Same as Max Homa, not too much, but enough to make... Like, they're not just bleeding strokes away. Like, Luke List gaining strokes over 12 rounds at Torrey Pines. And even, like, when you take a look at the past winners, um, almost all of them have had a top 10 at this tournament and course over the years. That's just kind of something that popped up over time. It's just guys, for whatever reason, course history has meant more here than at a lot of places. And a lot of that comes down to putting at the same time. Taryn, awful at this course. Now, it's only one round. That can change in a hurry uh who are like some plays up here that we would want to go with kitayama that's only one round fowler's been bad at putting at this course in 12 rounds he's losing over a stroke per round on the greens grio no big shocker there cameron champ and that's that's not a stunner either uh and that's over eight rounds and 12 rounds harris english has been very bad on the greens here however during the u.s open when it was held here i believe he came third yeah, he came third, missed the cut at Torrey. He has two top tens here in his career, though. So there is, I mean, there is a top ten stat. I'll include it in my column on DK Nation. I just, I don't have it at my fingertips, and I don't want to misquote. Okay, here it is. Twelve of the past fourteen winners have posted a top ten at this event prior to winning. John Rahm won in his first start in 2017, and Scott Stallings, who won in 2014, was the only other exception to that. I mean, if you're trying to make a short list of players who can actually win that you want to bet on, that's not a bad place to start, realistically, right? So let's take a look from last year, just potential outliers that we could see that are in the field this time around. Rye, I mean, Siwoo just missed, Montgomery just missed, the Smother Man just missed, they were all top 11. Norlander, Lanto, Malnati, Sabatini, Sam Ryder from 20. 21 the year before that Eri Iggs there's Max Homa he finishes inside the top 10 beautiful Bo Hostler Mav McNeely I know Mav McNeely was 15th that year Chuck Hoffman there's another one who's up there uh Woodland Scott Brown good lord this is also the fun Brant Snedeker beats Jimmy Walker course that year was outrageous I, I kind of want to see one tournament per year where the weather is just so atrocious kind of happened at Colonial last year when Burns posted that number then the wind got bad on everyone so there's Harris English in 2018 
Keegan, J.B. Holmes, Ryan Palmer again. So just even to kind of go back and look through time, you can see that Luke List had a top 12 that year. He was T10 the year before winning. So even just the year before winning, it's a, not a bad way to try to narrow it down. We've seen a lot of repeat champions at this course over the year. We've seen a lot of people who have won at Memorial do really well here over the years. Obviously, Rom has won at both. Uh, did Rose win or did Rose lose to Lingmurth? Now I can't even remember. Was it Lingmurth? Did Lingmurth win Memorial? He has won Memorial. Hey, it was 2015. He lost to Lingmurth in the playoffs. Stupid money on stupid Rose that year, too. Ah! And not Lingmurth! Lingmurth! That's back when he was like the homeless man Spieth. Dude couldn't miss from anywhere. It was outrageous. Uh, but that would be a corollary course that I would look at. I mean, it's no surprise that when you do take a look at it, I mean, Tiger's won like eight times at this course. I think he's won seven times at Mirrorfield Village. Morikawa has won at Mirrorfield Village, too, by the way. Uh, Patrick Cantlay has, and he beat Morikawa in a playoff uh, there as well. Ben Ann is someone who's had a nice run at Mirfield Village uh, over different points of his career. But I'm curious to see here how he has played at Farmers over the years. Not great. I mean, the guy can't putt. Minus 8.5, minus 7.2. Thanks. Thanks, Benny Ann, for coming out. Yeah, he was second. I believe that was the year that Bryson won at Memorial. Yep. Bryson beat Stanley and Ben Ann in a playoff. Oh, boy. There we go. Patrick Rogers, another one who plays well at this event. Huh. How about that? Maybe it's the fast greens. I don't know what it is. And they're both difficult courses, so that would, I mean, I guess the second round of that year was easy. The first round was very difficult. The rest was average. And, I mean, that's going to happen here, too. You're going to have some average rounds as we go through it. But we've come to that time to guess the odds for the Farmers Insurance Open. Rom is going to be the favorite, obviously. But how big of a favorite is John Rom going to be? I think he closed at 7-1 to one for the American Express. Now, I don't have the luxury of knowing whether he wins or loses at the American Express. He is winning in the third round at the time of this record. But I'm going to say he goes off at 5.5-1, to one, plus 550. It's unbettable, and it's terrifying all at the same time. But it's good news for everyone else's numbers in the field. I'm going to say that JT is probably second. We'll put JT tentatively at... 10 Zalatoris at 14 I'm hoping if I get anything better than 16 I'm probably going to bet Will Zalatoris but I'll say Will Zalatoris at 14 Xander at 14 Finau at 16 that would leave Morikawa and home Morikawa at 22 Sungjae at 25 Homa at 25 Hideki at 28 those would be my guesses for the top guys in the field and right around those numbers. And when they open at DraftKings Sportsbook and other places, I'll tweet them out so you can see. But that'd be my tentative guess. And let me actually, in the I asked who the winner was going to be down in the comment section. That is not John Rom. Tell me what you think John Rom's opening odds are for the Farmers Insurance Open. And, and honest to God, if you do really want to bet Rom, you might miss out on a win by doing this. But just give it, I don't know, nine holes. And maybe he starts off poorly. And it's not like you're going to get a ton of value. It's not like he's going to go to 40 to 1 unless he's like 7 over par or something like that. Then he probably didn't want to bet him anyway. But if he's like 2 over through 9 holes, he'll probably drop to like 10 to 1. Which at this point is like double your value. And who cares at that point? You still have uh, 72 minus 9. 61 holes. 
No, 63 holes left to play. Just different things like that if you want to get a piece of rum. I would prefer to do that and potentially miss out in case he starts hot rather than try to parlay him with an NFL game or something like that. That just, now I need two outcomes to happen. At least in this outcome, I either miss it or what I want to happen happens. And, you know, he's a little bit behind the eight ball, but I do get better value because I'm betting on his talent to win anyway. Not saying that I am going to do that, but I think that's one way that you can play the live odds in your favor if you do want to get up to one of these favorites. Check the description to see if the listeners league has populated as of yet. Let me check my email right quick, okay? Oh, I got a bunch of emails. That's good news. Let's see here. No, 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 no. No listeners league as of this recording. Hopefully by publish, I do have it. So it populates both on the audio and video feeds. If you're on the video feed, smash like and sub to the channel. And if you haven't subscribed to the audio podcast, please do that. That's where a lot of, I mean, more people listen to the audio podcast and watch the videos. But the more people that can listen to the audio, the better it is for both me, the Pat Mayo experience, and the number of free shows we can continue to put out. So that would mean a lot to me, obviously. Plus, become a member at FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get yourself 20% off. Okay? I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. Starts on Wednesday. Remember that. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.